0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Standing on the North Bank. It's the Swansea City Podcast from Wales Online. I'm with Andrew Gillam today, and we've got two games to discuss um, the draw against Forest and the defeat against Stoke. Um, let's, start with, let's start with Stoke, obviously that's fresh in the mind. Um, the team sheet was surprising, wasn't it? You know? <laughs> I think you looked at it and you thought, well, this could be, it could be t- it's gonna be a tough night anyway. Yeah. But looking at the team sheet, I certainly thought. Ooh, this could be a long night.
1: Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, you know, it's hard to initially sort of figure out how Swansea were going to line up as well. You know, were they going to be a 4-4-2, 4-3-3? Um, and you looked across at the Stoke side, you know, there were, I think Stoke had six survivors from the Premier League fixture between the two clubs uh, last season. Um, you know, there was a big discrepancy, certainly in terms of experience, Um but Swansea gave a really good account of themselves you know particularly that first half hour where I thought they were the better side uh, they were far better in possession they were quite incisive um, and you know they had chances during that period where you know a bit more composure maybe a bit more clinical edge might have had a lead and with the way the home support were at that time you know I think the atmosphere would really have turned then and who knows what could have happened uh, you know just unfortunate that just started to have difficulty keeping over of the ball. Yeah, uh, Stoke got on top a little bit. Uh, I mean, but even then, you know, the winner, <laughs> yeah, the winner is clearly offside. So, um, I think on the whole, you know, not a brilliant performance, but another battling performance. And you know, I, I think Swansea be inclined to think they should have come away with a, a point from that.
0: Really, they keep on getting um, presented with tests, barriers, and they keep passing them, don't they? The manager and and the players, they keep on performing well and above and beyond what what we expect of them, and you know there's all credit to to both the, the staff and the and, and the on-field players as well. Yeah, it and is. Probably, yeah, yeah, they've I mean, just been brilliant. I, I think I
1: think the frustration comes from you know you watch that game the other night and you think. Um, you know how many you know? Are Swansea only two or three, play, you know, two or three players away from having the depth and the variety of options to actually win that game, rather than us talking about a you know a battling gutsy effort. You know, I, I don't think I really don't think that they're that far away from being able to be a factor in the division. Yeah, uh, and then you know, I'm not. This isn't me having a. Having a dig at the players who are out there now—far from it. You know, I think they're all doing a great job. It's just that little bit of extra depth and variety, isn't it? That—that—that that, that to me is kind of all that's missing. Like, you know, for example, not being able to play a recognised centre forward on Tuesday because you know you've got to take Ollie McBurney out of the firing line at some point. You can't yeah. just ask a lot of guys in their first season with regular first team action to play forty-six games. It's not going to happen. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think you look at the fixtures they've had. They have played a side that came down from the Premier League with them, and a number of teams who were in the promotion hunt last year, and, you know, at, at the very least, they've been competitive in every game, mm-hmm. uh, which is all you can ask for, Absolutely. you know, really, and I think they are, I think they, re- they are punching, or have been punching above their weight, you know, I think that they, they dropped to 10th after Tuesday, I'm not sure where they are after last night's right. results, but... You know, they've been in the top six so far, haven't they? And I, I don't think that's where any of, any of us really expected them to be.
0: Let's break it down. Let's look at some of the, um, the individual performances. Um, have a look at the youngsters as well, especially. Um, you did a piece with Byers, George Byers, uh, which went up on the website this morning. He was very good. Yeah. Yeah. And in a he's, role that's
1: not familiar to him. You know, he's, he prefers to play as a number 10, but played on the left uh, the left side of midfield. And I, I thought did well. He worked hard, but... I, I think the thing that's interesting about him is he's, he's very intelligent in terms of how he uses the ball. Um, he, he hasn't maybe got great pace or anything like that, but stooped and intelligent on the ball. And I think in the in the style of football Swansea are looking to try and go back to, that's an asset. Um, you know, he's had to wait a long time for his chance. He's had to see a number of his under twenty three teammates make the step up, and he's had to bide his time. But I thought on Tuesday and in the cup defeat to Palace, he has shown enough that I think Graham Potter wouldn't hesitate to call on him again.
0: Um, Dan James in yeah. an unfamiliar role as well.
1: Yeah, I think uh, and again Dan, I thought Dan played well in the Palace game. He's just maybe missing a little bit of composure when those chances open up for him in front of goal. Mm. Um, you know, there was an opportunity in the first half where Connor Roberts pulled it back him. And it was there to be hit first time, and he just took just took a touch. He wasn't sure enough of himself just to let go, and hit it first time. Uh, and he got crowded out. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, hopefully that will come in time because his pace is a threat. You can see the defenses don't want to have to deal with someone with his sort of speed. Yeah, it's just maybe just a little bit of composure, and maybe as he gains experience, that that will come. But yeah, I thought he showed up well. Uh, you know, look, I, look, I wouldn't say that anyone didn't the other night to be yeah. perfectly honest though thought Vickers played well at the back on his debut too so
0: to go from then youngsters to the other extreme and look at, at Diane Rowledge you know brought in from from the Colgate you know they if they're paying them they might as well use them and um, they fulfilled a a good brief uh, against against Stoke I thought you know they, they've they've obviously still got something something to give
1: yeah, I think so. Um, you know, you know, we uh, I think we've been quite critical of some of their performances over recent seasons, and I know a lot of supporters have been as well. And I think that's fair enough. You know, they've not they've not played particularly well <coughs> over the last two or three years. But I thought, given that they haven't had much game time, I think you have to give credit where it's due. I thought they both contributed. Uh, you know, Dyer seemed to tire a bit quicker than Routledge did. You know, came off early in the second half. But you know he had a couple of Swansea's efforts on goal, and he nearly set up Byers for a tap in from a nice give and go down the right-hand side. Yeah. And I thought Routledge, you know, quite you know intelligent in his movement. You know, there's no point in him trying to play up against the centre half because he'll just get physically dominated. So you know he, he moved around well, held the ball up well when he could, brought others into play, and then continued to do well when McBurney played through the middle, and he sort of withdrew into a wide role. So. You know, it'd be interesting to see what Graham Potter does because, you know, as as you say, this is the first time we've seen them get out on the field this year. But you know, if you're paying their wages and they're fit and they can make a contribution, then surely they're an you know they're an asset and the and merit consideration. You know, I thought I thought they did reasonably well tonight.
0: I thought out of the so-called forgotten trio, I thought that maybe Narsingh might have been the the guy that would have featured a bit more or would be the first. One to feature because um, he's the closest player they've got to to Montero, um, but yeah. I think maybe a, a quite a savvy decision from from Potter to use Dyer Routledge at a, a place where it was always going to be a tough, yeah. tough place to go, and uh, um, especially if you had so many youngsters in that team as well to add a bit of experience, a bit of bit of know-how.
1: Yeah, you you put the onus on them as players, then don't you? You know, yeah. this is they're here until January at the you know at the, at the very least so it's up to them isn't it you, you're giving them an opportunity if they don't take it and they don't perform then they go back to the periphery Yeah. Uh, if they perform well and they assume a responsibility then they're indicating that they want to have a part to yeah. play and the thing to remember here as well is that I think part of the reason those players have struggled in recent years is that you know, Swansea moved away as has been well documented from that style of football that and, you know, in which they were both pretty effective, it should be said. So you've got a manager now who's trying to go back maybe more towards that style of play, which more suits them. So, you know, you would think that there's, there is a chance there for them if they want it. You know, whatever happens in January, there's there's still a lot of games between now and then. So it, it, it's a squad. OK, they've, <laughs> they've got a lot of wingers, but it is thin in places. That, you know, there, there'll be chances for them if, if they want to step up and be a part of it
0: the the bench was quite interesting as well wasn't it with Ollie mcburney name there yeah. as well as uh, joe Roden. Yeah. um we both well you thought specifically that mcburney's absence highlighted his importance yeah i think that was that definitely played out that they looked a lot more sort of focused as well when when he came when he came on um, to have that figurehead definitely Gave them purpose, yeah, didn't
1: it? Think. It gave them a focal point. Didn't it it yeah. gave them something to work around in the final third. Where after that bright start, I think they would lost their way a little bit. As in, the, you know, the, the ball was being played up into that area, and they were losing it. And it just keeps coming yeah. back at you, doesn't it? You just invite pressure. So he gave them a means of getting out to their own half and having a platform to play off. Um, you know, he added a real spark. You know, you nearly sort of slalomed his way through on one chance he set up Dan James for another you know fantastic uh, you know volley at the end which nearly caught Butland out Um, yeah and a bit of fire as well I know the incident with Peters you know could have been handled a bit better you know you should give referees the opportunity maybe to be dishing out cards in your direction but he, li- I thought he lifted Swansea. I thought for that final twenty minutes when they needed something, mm-hmm. there was a bit of spark there and a bit of fire there. And yeah, you know, they, the problem is you can't ask him to play forty six games. You know, he just, and Potter alluded to that post match. You know, he, he did say that he picked the team because he thought that that was the best team to beat uh, to beat Stoke, which is you know, it's fair enough. But I thought it was more revealing when he then went on to say, "Well, I can't ask. You know, I can't ex- reasonably expect these guys to just play." forty six games yeah. in their first full season playing in the first team at the club uh, and I think that I think that was as big a part of it as anything else that you've got a tough game coming up Saturday you, you know you, you need to rotate where you can and it 's difficult for him to do so, so he 's having to be quite innovative and imaginative in how he does it
0: in the championship not a brutal division, three games in the space of seven days and two tough away, yeah, games long long and away trips two yeah. long away trips and these, it is a very very young squad as well um you mentioned your analysis after the um after the game about imagine what this mm. manager could do with proper backing I mean, he is working working wonders yeah. isn't he particularly with with what he's got at his disposal and yeah. you do you do, there is that sort of element of what if yeah. you you mentioned it earlier there are only maybe two or three players away from being in the promotion conversation you know it's amazing the fact that they before the game they were they were up there anyway as well and there's obviously a a long way to go but you just you do wonder if if you had the the tools at his disposal that he that he wants you know they would be they would be up there
1: yeah, I, I think they'd be in the conversation. Mm. I I wouldn't get carried away and say if they had two or three extra players, they'd be nailed on mm. search to go up. I, I don't think they would, but I think just a little bit more, and they would be a factor. Yeah, uh, you, know, I, you know, this isn't to this isn't to have a good Grimes or Norton. Who I thought both played pretty well the other night, I have to say. But you know, Woods in that side, you know, a good and then a good backup striker. Or a some you know, someone to take the heat off McBurney, but still off for that threat through the middle. Yeah. You you're not you're not talking much here where so if you rotate it it's not done in such a manner as you're under duress because you know, you're having to change the your system, you're having to, you know, bring in people who haven't played all season. It, it's just those little details and those things that make a difference. I, I, you know, it's not just Potter; it's the players as well that need the help. You know, Potter's done a great job, but we should also not forget that it's the players who have to go out and do it and perform. Um, so, you know, in terms of the actual the doing, if mm. you like, yeah. they're the guys who've gone out and got the job done pretty much so far this season. And it's it is frustrating. You know, whatever justification you want to throw up for why certain things didn't happen in the summer. Mm-hmm. The fact remains they are they are liked in, in certain areas and I think the people who own and run the club are being saved from a far harder time than they're having anyway because of how well the manager and the players have done. You know, they should be they should be patting them on the back big time because you know it, it it's taking a little bit of the heat off. Absolutely. Them and and they've and they've got lucky if we're being honest, because you can't know for certain that so many of the younger players in particular would step up and do so well. You know, Joe Roden's been excellent. Really really stood up since been put in the side. But I don't think anyone could realistically pretend that when Fernandez and Amat were sold on deadline day that the master plan was well this guy's gonna come in and he's gonna be utterly sensational. Mm. Because you could you can't know you can't know until you expose someone to it.
0: Yeah. I think you're right there. Um. Let's touch on the Forest game. Um, yeah. a, a, hard, a hard watch. Um, I th- sat through the <coughs> three minute highlights on the uh, on the club website. I think that was that was enough. Um, so there were three minutes highlights. I don't know how they got this good editing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, some uh, robust challenges in that game, and some. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, I, I would. I would say
1: though. I, I don't think. The referee's performance prevented Swansea winning the game. It's not like the other night where, you know, that that decision with the offside for the Joe Allen, yeah. which is blatantly obvious, cost Swansea a point. But against Forest, neither side really had the quality on the day to win it. I thought a draw was a fair result. wasn't quite enough guile in the final third to make something happen or yeah. finish things off. <coughs> but I thought that. Uh, Scott Duncan was the referee. I just thought first half he let so many niggly challenges go without a card. And I think if you're the Forest players, then you think, well, you know, I've I've kind of got one in the bank here because I've got away with that. So I've got a tough challenge in the locker here yeah. where okay, he might book me, but I'll get I'll get away with it. Um, you know, I thought the tackle on Selena was really really poor. Um, you know, it was late. Uh, studs were showing, uh, you know. We talk, you know. Everyone throws around the phrase "excessive force" these days. Well, you know, that looked like pretty excessive force to me, and yeah. I thought a booking was, you know, um, what's the cliche? You might call it an orange card. It's I don't good. know. I thought he was a little bit fortunate. Um, you know, there was there was a bad tackle on. I think it was a sore roll by Heffley, which I didn't even merit didn't that even that merit the yeah. free kick. Um, I just thought to give Forrester leeway. To be far more robust, um, but they, but this is the championship, isn't it? I think this is part of it. Th- more things are allowed to go yeah. than happen in the Premier League. And I thought it was interesting how Paul Turney refereed the game on Tuesday. Someone who's got a lot of Premier League experience, and I thought he refereed that far more, as in what Swansea and Swansea fans would have been used to, and Stoke would have been used to from having been in the top yeah. flight for so long. Um, I think there's other referees who haven't been up to that level uh-huh. are a bit more forgiving shall we say of some of the more rough house elements that we do see um, so yeah I, th- I thought that was poor and I thought Potter did quite well to keep a lid on his own, his own frustrations which he must have you know he must have felt I mean Selina is quite clearly Swansea's most creative player I would say and they haven't got a like for like Replacement, although you know, Byers and Danda, yeah. you know, hopefully can step up. But you know, he's he's been a uh, he's been very good for them so far this season. He, you know, he can't can't afford more injuries, so it doesn't help when the officiating leads to further injury problems.
0: They're going to face another physical game though on a yeah. Saturday. <coughs> so, yeah, so, uh, uh, Tony Poulos' sides. Yeah. You know, they haven't been um, exactly free scoring. Not borough, but there's they're solid you know and they're going to be we talked earlier about the the, the conversation the, the playoff conversation There, they're going to be right up there
1: yeah oh yeah definitely yeah. they are you know they, I think given that they got to the playoffs last season I think their uh, their target is clearly promotion um, you look at some of the money they spent excuse me some of the money they spent in the summer people like McNair and Flint you know they are Clearly gearing up for a for a push, you know they got a good home record. I think in terms of just regular season championship games, yeah, they've only lost two of the last sixteen, and that was to Wolves and Fulham, who were, you know, in terms of the football they played, probably the two outstanding sides in the championship last term. Mm-hmm. So yeah, very very tough. You know, it's it's a long old trek up there as well. Um, you know, I don't know, cliche, not an easy place to go, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, and, it, and it certainly won't be. And I think. I actually think this is a really interesting test for Swansea. Uh, I'd I'd expect guys like McBurney, probably Roden to come back in as well. Um, And I think if they could get a result up there, it'd be quite a statement. Um, Absolutely. Uh, I really do. So uh, I'd I'd be very interested to see how they go.
0: Yeah. Fingers crossed for fair as well, you know. Yeah. We'll we'll have have an update this afternoon, I thought, on the the fitness front. But... um, it's going to be a, a t- you know any any result up there in terms of a positive result would be a yeah. would be a bonus. Um, before we wrap up though, uh, you want to have a quick word on the under twenty
1: ones. Twenty ones is in the checker yeah. trade.
0: Yeah, I think um, obviously
1: the same like as uh, the first team were up at Stoke. The the twenty-threes uh, they are in their league. Twenty ones it becomes in the checker trade. Uh, you know they were up at Wimbledon away from home. You know you've only got to see how many of the. 23 score from last year have stepped up yeah. to understand the knock on effect that that has on the the level below. Uh and they've got a 1-0 win. I think Aaron Lewis got the uh, got the winner for them. Uh eight teenagers in the Swansea starting eleven that night. Uh, you know, playing away from home against the league one side. That's a really yeah. good that's a really, really good effort. It shouldn't be underestimated what a good yeah a good result that is, you know, because obviously for uh, Camera Gary Richards the coaches, you know, their degree of difficulty is all the higher because of you know, the victims of your own success in the yeah. way you you know, the the system's groomed these players to come up and step up. That's the
0: pathway, isn't it? And yeah. then
1: uh, you know, and, and that slides down to the guys who coach the eighteens, sixteens, you know, that everyone's sort of making that step up because so many have come up. Yeah. And um, yeah, I thought, that was, you know, I thought that was a really good result though, you know, that's that's not one that should be overlooked. You know, To beat the lead one team away from home, eight teenagers in the side, that's a really, really good effort.
0: Good on them. Well, congratulations then. They'll, they'll, well, they'll be in the first team in a couple of months. <laughs> today, <don't laughs> yeah, it, <so>. come January. <laughs> <laughs> come January. <laughs> they'll, be, they'll be lining up for the back end of the season. Um, right, OK. Um, we'll finish up there. Um, just to uh, let you know, you can get all your Swansea City news on Wales Online. Um, follow us on Twitter at uh, Swansea City Live and we will be back next week after Borough. Thanks.